Wonderful. Wonderful. Come on, let's give the Lord a great clap for the transformation power of what he does in people's lives. He's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. So as Danielle said, we're going to get into this series called You Asked For It. Um, I spent a fair bit of time looking at hundreds of surveys that different ones of you filled out about your greatest challenge. One of them was the hot chicks at church was your greatest challenge. You know who you are. So we might have to put a, a resisting temptation message in there on a Sunday night, quite possibly. You know who you are, Jacob Hickman. No, actually, they, there was no names. It was anonymous. It was anonymous. It was anonymous. So what uh, struck me was the amount of people who wrote down anxiety is my biggest challenge. Uh, it was one of the biggest responses, and that's why today we're talking about uh, an issue that that is probably it's fair to say, an epidemic in our society, a rising epidemic. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Other, other people identified uh, needing purpose was the biggest challenge that you face, uh, which is why we've asked our, our speakers next week to, to preach about uh, living a life on purpose. And so I know that's going to help people. The, the week after that, I'm going to, talk, uh, I'm going to preach about confidence, um, a number of people identified a low self-esteem, lacking confidence, uh, unable to, to kind of have relationships because of confidence. And so we're going to speak into that uh, in a few weeks' time. Also, there was uh, quite a few, and, and I'm still kind of unpacking them and looking at the themes of what people shared. There's quite a few revolved around relationships and family life and different stages of family life. So, so all the way through to Mother's Day, we're going to do this series. And, and we'll, Mother's Day and the week before, Danielle and I are going to do some messages about uh, family life and relationships. So we want to, our, our prayer is that we help you to live the life that God has destined you to live, to get the, the baggage off, the rubbish off to get the right thinking in place and to find keys that will help us live lives that God, the best life that God intended us to live. And so this morning I began uh, on this and I began to, to do a series, that, a part of a two-part series of Help Me, I'm Anxious. And I would encourage you to listen to the podcast of this morning. It'll be available on Tuesday. But I'll do a very quick recap. This morning I talked about three essential things, understanding that we are made as a, as a spirit who has a soul who lives in a body. We're a three-part being made in the image of a three-part God, a Trinitarian God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we're made in three parts. And dealing with anxiety needs to be approached on three on those three different levels. So there are physical sensations. So we experience anxiety in our physical body. Uh, what I want to do right now is I'm going to come and ask some of the people in the front row to stand up here and tell us how much they love church and why they love church. And as I began to do that, some of them began to get a sensation in their bodies. Butterflies, come on! Who got? Who started to get? Who started to freak out a little bit right down here? Butterflies. Uh, some of them started to get dry in their mouth. Some of them started to their hearts. The heart rate just increased a little, little bit. It started to go a bit faster. All of those are, are physical experiences. That I'm not going to. That was just a test. Jacob's like, come on, where's my shot? I want my shot, right? Sienna, you're up for it. I know. You're like, give me that microphone. Okay, hold, hold. All right, all right. But, but so here's the thing. Uh, that your, your brain actually has a little part of your brain called the amygdala that is part of the fight or flight syndrome. 
And so it will get a message from your soul, your heart and your mind. It'll send a message. And at that moment, you'll get a shot of adrenaline and oxygen. And, and all of these things that God designed you for will kick into your body. And they're designed to help you either fight an intruder because there's, there's something going on. And so there's strength and energy and all this stuff's going on. Or uh, a little bit like uh, Buzz Lightyear, you, you, you've got this thing to run like the wind bullseye to flee from what's going on, all right? And so that's the fight or flight syndrome. That's part of your physical body. I talked about that this morning. And so you understand that many of the symptoms you experience physically when you get anxious come because your mind has told your brain, and your mind is the software, your brain is the hardware. Your mind has told your brain there's something to be fearful of. And so the, all of that but you begin to experience, sweaty palms, sweaty body, uh, uh, palpitations. And if that gets extreme, it can become anxiety or panic attacks. It can be all sorts of different things that are crippling or restricting. And I, I would imagine in a room this size that there's numbers of people who live almost on a daily basis crippled by anxiety or, or panic attacks, or can't get out of bed or get out of the house because anxiety is robbing you, okay? So the fa- that's the first thing. We experience anxiety in our physical body. The second is that with the battleground for anxiety is in our heart and our mind. And we talked a little bit about the need then. This is the soul. So there are some physical things we can do to deal with anxiety, but really the battleground to deal with anxiety is in our thinking and it's in our heart and the emotions of the past experiences, we've got to deal with them well. Uh, and, we, and the thoughts that have been created and the thoughts that we think repetitively, we've got to deal with those or they will, be, they will become the feeding ground for anxiety, sending the message to that part of your brain that wants to continue to activate uh, the flight or fright response. And so I talked about that this morning. And then the third thing, we talked about was the supernatural answer for anxiety comes through our spirit. You are a spirit who has a soul who lives in a body. Your spirit is what's, it's the control center of who you are. Your spirit is how you connect with God. And before you were born again, or if you're not born again here tonight, you're cut off from God. So you're unable to experience God, connect with God, hear from God. You're unable to to experience His love and His peace and His joy that He designed to pour into your life. But if you're cut off from God, your spirit is dead to God and you're unable. And so, so one of the greatest things you can do to deal with anxiety is actually to turn to God, to get born again, come spiritually alive. And now the flow of God's love and power and peace and joy can come flooding into your heart. And for many, many people, the biggest answer to the problem of anxiety is actually beginning a relationship with God who is love, with Jesus who is the Prince of Peace. And then the Bible tells us that a supernatural peace will come in and guard your soul, your heart and your mind. And that's, that's really the summary of this morning's message, but I encourage you to get it and listen to it. And so tonight I want us to go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. It says, therefore, at verse 6 and 7, Paul is writing to Timothy. Timothy's a young pastor, possibly a teenager, but definitely, if not a teenager in his 20s pastoring a church that the apostle Paul began and then it was led by Apollos who's renowned as one of the great eloquent speakers in the Bible and when Timothy is left by Paul to pastor this church historians tell us the church at at Ephesus was about 60,000 people strong 
And Timothy, who was essentially raised by his Christian mom and been taken on by Paul and been discipled by Paul, he gets quite intimidated and fearful because of all these people and influential people at his church. And Paul writes to him at one point, he says, you've got an upset stomach, Timothy. You're, you've got that a flight or fight thing going on and the, the, the adrenaline's kicked into your, and you, you, you have quite some digestion problems and he gives him some advice around that. And, and then he writes to him in 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7, and says, therefore, I remind you, you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Timothy, you've got a gift. Can I tell you tonight, if you're in this room, you're created by God. When you get born again, you get a gift from God to use, but the enemy wants to shut it down. He wants to stop you using the gift that he's, God's created you for because he knows that you will be the most fulfilled when you use the gift that God's put inside of you. So Paul writes to Timothy and says, I remind you to stir up the gift of God. And then he goes on and says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, a spirit of anxiety or a spirit of intimidation, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God hasn't given you a spirit. So I want us, what I want us to understand in the old New King James, it actually, the old, the old New King James, the, the original King James, it says there, God has not given you the spirit of fear. It gives us the idea, and we've talked about anxiety this morning, but tonight I want to talk about what's the spirit behind anxiety. Because there is a demonic spirit that can attach itself to all of, all of our lives and get around our lives. And that demonic spirit, I feel like I'm on a Scooby-Doo show tonight. How many of you grew up watching Scooby-Doo? How many of you have never heard of Scooby-Doo? Okay, you need to Google it. It's awesome. It was probably the edge of the edge of, of stuff that I was allowed to watch growing up in my house that wasn't too edgy, okay? We were in a very strict conservative home and Scooby-Doo was allowed even though there was ghosts and stuff. And I remember most episodes would, would, would be like this. They'd go into a house and they would freak out because the house or whatever was haunted. There's some sort of ghost or some sort of thing. And at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, it would usually, they'd be in this, in this house and they'd find that it was just this little old tiny cranky guy who was doing all smokes and mirrors to freak everybody out. And there'd be this moment where the curtain would go back and behind it would be this fearful little guy upsetting everybody. And I feel like tonight, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to pull the curtain back around the anxiety that's attacking your life. I want to pull it back and for you to realize there's this weird little demon sitting behind it. There's this weird little... Spirit of fear, spirit of anxiety, that's, it's voices amplified in your mind and it's, it's messing with your head, that's kicking in things in your physical body. And I'm here to tell you, God didn't give you that spirit of fear. He didn't give it to you. You haven't earned it. You don't deserve it. And you can be free from it tonight. In Jesus' name. I feel like there's some people here that we, we, we've got to get a little of an understanding. I, I think it kind of works like this. The fight or flight thing, when anxiety kicks in, there's adrenaline in your body. There's, there's oxygen pumping through your, your body. And, and maybe that's part of the way God's wired you. So when that demon comes and starts to whisper in your ear and tell you lies about yourself, about your past, about your family, about your future, about your friendship, tell you lies about God, about 
God that will cause you to get the symptoms of anxiety. Maybe this, maybe that fight things inside of you because God wants us to rise up and fight that demon. Maybe he just wants you to. Maybe, you know, I've, I've found this and I shared this morning, I've, over different periods of time, I've experienced, experienced anxiety, pressure of finances and anxious thoughts, pressure around some key core relationships and some anxious thoughts, pressures around, uh, around self-esteem and, and, and the way I see myself and feel, like feelings of inadequacy and, and, and anxious thoughts that have gone with us. And I've found that one of the keys... One of the keys is to realize that's not me. There's something behind that. It's not that I've got those issues. There's something behind those issues that that the curtain needs to be unveiled. It's whispering lies. It's megaphoning lies into your head about yourself. And one of the keys is to actually get a little bit angry. Get the fight thing, not the flight thing. Get the fight thing going. Realize. And so I, I have a mental picture that I've developed over a number of years when I start to feel my skin crawl with anxiety. When I start to feel the wash of anxiety go in my stomach and I can, I can feel, I can tell you, I can, like there it is, it, it kicks in. I can feel that feeling come in. I'm not, that wasn't it, That's what I, but I can feel it when it comes in. And so in that moment, I've, I've learned to realize, hang on a minute, that's not me. That's not my problem. That's not something that I've got. That's actually something that's outside of me trying to put something on me. And what I've got to do, I just imagine a baseball bat. I do. I'm like, all right, if there's an intruder came into your house and something was running at you, you you would, you know, you would, if if you're the dad of the home, you'd you'd stand up and go, I'm going to protect my family. I'm going to rise up. I'm going to get that thing. I'm going to be the protector. That's the, fly, that's the fight thing God's put inside of you. And some of us have got to stop being a victim to feelings of anxiety and let something rise up on the inside and say, I'm going to get free from this thing. It's not mine. I don't own it. It's not my anxiety. It's an issue that I'm going to face and I'm going to stare down and I'm going to defeat in Jesus' name. Somebody needs to stand up on the inside and say, I'm going to get free from this thing. Somebody needs to get their voice back and say, I'm not going to suffer from this anymore. I'm going to break this thing off my life. And so this is what that scripture tells us. Therefore, I remind you, okay, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. So it's, it's a spirit. I've got to deal with it. What's he given us? Power, love, and a sound mind. Power, love, the word power is dunamos. Jesus said, if you wait on me, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit and you'll be clothed with power. If you want to be someone who overcomes the enemies and the demons that try to attach themselves to you and try and get into your head and try and rob you of your life, the spirit behind anxiety, then, then you need to get power on you. And the great way to get power on you is to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. So the first way to deal with anxiety is to get a connection with God so that the supernatural peace of God can flow into your life. Then if you're going to keep it, you're going to fight what wants to come against off you, you need to get baptized with the Holy Spirit. You need to be, uh, baptized means overwhelmed. It means immersed. You need the Holy Spirit to immerse you. When you get immersed in Him, you get a heavenly language called speaking in tongues. 
Every now and then when I pray for people, you hang around this church, you'll hear me up here. And it's my prayer language that God's given me and he wants to give you your own personal prayer language. You don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to you. It's a spiritual language. There are no subtitles, okay, that will go up on the screen when I do it. It's because you have a direct connection to God that pulls his power into your life and God wants every one of us in this room to have access to his power he'd love you to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and to give you a prayer language so that you've got power. And if tonight, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you've never been immersed, overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit, I'd love at the end of this service, there's going to be a moment to come out the front, stand here on the altar, say, God, I want everything that you've got for me. Would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? Would you clothe me with your power? And you'll be able to pray. Someone will pray for you and you will be filled with the Holy Ghost and you will get the gift of tongues and it'll be the start of an over overcoming lifestyle with power. And then when you've got power, you'll realize if we can put the next scripture up, it says, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. This is what I want us to understand. The spirit realm is, is very real. And there are there is a devil and he has little minions called demons. And they, are, they try and get around and attach themselves to people. Some of them have an assignment to put pain on you. Some of them have an assignment to, to afflict your life. Some of them have an assignment to, to put inf infirmity, which means that you never get well when you should get well. Some of them have an assignment to put depression on you. It's called a spirit of heaviness. Some of them have an assignment to put anxiety on you. It's called a spirit of fear. And the Bible tells us, stay alert. He's around. He's watching to get into your world. But another voice, another verse gives us a great, if we go to the next verse, gives us a great insight. It says, so how do you deal with the enemy when he wants to come against you? And you're feeling those anxious things coming against you. You're feeling fear wanting to cloak you and shut you down. How do you deal with it? Well, James gives us the answer. Humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I'll tell you an awesome story that's always helped me understand this principle. You can be a Christian for two days. And you now have the power over the devil who wants to rob you. You have the power. If you're right with God, if Jesus lives in your heart, that name is above the name of every demon. The Bible tells us they tremble at them. They're behind the curtains with smoke and mirrors and loud voices trying to upset you. But when we expose them, they don't have any power compared to the name of Jesus Christ. You have that authority. So so when we, when my, my kids were about... Uh, uh, four and two. Jackson was about four. He was up here leading the meeting earlier. He was excited and he was telling us about everything that's going on. I love his passion. It's awesome. And so he, he, we, were, we were there in this house in Budrum and there was bush all over the road and these brush turkeys, bush turkeys or whatever you want to call them would come over to our backyard, to our patio. And I, I got, you know, they're like scavengers. They're like rats that don't fly with feathers. That's what they are. Sorry to all you bird lovers. And he would come up to our house and I would, you know, get out of here. I'd just run at it and it would fly and run away. And so I remember I'm, teach, I'm teaching Jackson. He's four years old. I'm going to teach you how to deal with these bush turkeys. Because, you know, and at, at his height, he was probably fair game. He probably looked like meals on wheels to some of them. Probably looked like Kentucky Fried Jackson to them. That's kind of what he looked like to these particular bush turkeys who were scavengers. And so they would come in. And so I, I just teach him, mate, all you've got to do is wave your arms around. 
and, and, and say with a loud voice, get out of here. Just, just be, you know, aggressive. It, it's scared of you. So he's like, okay, okay. So I watched him and I knew that they weren't that afraid of him because of his height. So they would come up to him, they'd come up to him. And, and what, what was going on is he was standing right here. What he didn't realize at that point, this was a, a good dad moment. I'm letting him have the, the, the win. I'm standing behind him. And so the, although the brush turkey's not particularly afraid of him because of his size, I am there. So he comes up when I say, all right, son, ready? You, you yell at it and you tell him to go. And he goes, get out of here. You know, he does his little, go, get out of here. And he's, he's like, you know, and I'm right there behind him going, And this thing runs off, and he runs after it. He realizes, man, I'm powerful. He's so proud of himself. I'm so, I'm so powerful. Those brush turkeys are afraid of me. I'm the man. I'm like, yes, son, you are the man. Can I tell you, when, as soon as you become a Christian, you have a heavenly father who is standing behind you. And he's given you the name of Jesus. He's given you the power of God. And you just stand and that anxiety comes on you. And you stand there and you go, get off me fear. I resist the devil. He must flee from me. And God, the Father in heaven, is standing behind you saying, get off him. No right, no power, no authority. Loose off him in Jesus' name. He's got your back. The name of Jesus gives you the access to all authority in heaven over every demonic spirit. You've got what it takes to resist the enemy and he'll flee. I want to hear someone's, uh, my aim for you tonight is that you'll rise up on the inside. Not accept anxiety anymore as normal for your life. It's not normal. It's an assignment of the devil. You might have to, it might come and knock on your door a number of times. It might keep coming back. Sometimes the delivery guy will come to your place. He's got a package for you. He's like, just come out the front. I can't deliver this unless you sign for it. And the enemy might come back to you. You got free and you felt awesome. And tonight we're going to pray for people to get free from those assignments of the evil one. And people, things are going to break off your life. They're going to shift off your life. Some of you may need to do the freedom course as an ongoing way of keeping that freedom. But sometimes that feeling will come back and the temptation is to go, nothing's different. There's that feeling again and all the, all the feelings of panic and anxiety will kick in and your words at that moment will be what you're, you're either going to sign for it, say, oh, yeah, that's my anxiety. Leave the package with me. Or you're going to stand there and go, no, there's my baseball bat. Go, get out of here. I'm not accepting you anymore. And you rise up on the inside. Am I helping anybody here tonight? You got to get angry. You got to realize it's not you. It's something from outside of you. You have the power to resist it. Stay alert, stay alert, stay alert. Power, love. Next verse, let's have a look at this next verse. Hope does not disappoint. We'll go to the next one after this. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God. Oh, man, I love this scripture. He's given you power. He's given you love. This is the answer to the spirit of fear. God's given you power over the enemy. He's given you love, the Holy Spirit. When you get born again, the Holy Spirit lives in you. One of his jobs, he's your comforter. He's your helper. He's your guide. But one of his jobs is... The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. 
One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit who now lives in you if you've given your life to Christ is to on a daily basis pour out the love of God. And what often happens is when you get free from something, it leaves a gap in your soul, in your spirit. You get free from a demonic assignment that's attached itself to your life. And so what we've got to do on a regular basis is, is come to God. And I do this every morning and I worship Him. And I always have a moment in my time of prayer saying, Holy Spirit, would you pour the love of the Father into my heart? And I just feel this warmth, this love consistently. I've been doing it for years. If one thing has given me confidence where I, where I used to feel inadequate, it's because I know my Father in heaven loves me and he pours his love into me on a daily basis. Now, it's been a journey to learn how to do that. And for some of you, going to a prayer group will actually be the way that you learn to access the love of God on a daily basis that will give you your confidence. But so when fear leaves you, love's going to come back into you. Let, let, the, let the Holy Spirit pour out His love. And that's something that we're going to do tonight. We're gonna, you know, when we close this service in a few moments, there's going to be a moment for you to come out. I want us to be one of those churches where people come out the front, where they come out the front and say, oh, I'm swallowing my pride. I'm not worried about what people think. I, I want to be free from this stuff. Or I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and have the power of God. Or I just need to be filled up with the love of God because it's going to help me and sustain me. And the third thing is, he's given me, he hasn't given me the spirit of fear. He's given me power, freedom. He's given me love, and he's given me a sound mind. The sound mind. This is back to the, this morning's topic. The battleground for anxiety is in your thought life. And so for some of you, the very simple way to, to, to deal with the thoughts that keep coming to you, that keep triggering the physical sensation of anxiety, is to replace them. The Bible says, "Be renewed by the transforming of your of, be transformed by the renewing of your mind." And you might just get one scripture. Maybe it's the scripture we've read out today. And every day you just begin to lock in and start to speak that scripture out loud. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but love, power and a sound mind. And as you speak that out, you'll find your mind. That's That fear, it's not mine. God didn't give it to me, but he's given me power, love, and a sound mind. And as you begin to speak the word of God out every day, you'll reprogram your mind. And you can listen to people like Carol and Leaf and all sorts of different ones who'll help you understand that you can get a sound mind back. You might not have a sound mind right now, but you can get a sound mind back by speaking and meditating on the word of God and it will change your life. Power of God's in this room right now. Can we stand to our feet right across this place? Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. If you, if you do pray in tongues, why don't you begin just to pray? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. First thing we want to do right across this place, this is what I'm going to ask. You might never have made a decision to receive the forgiveness that Jesus Christ paid for at the cross. The penalty for our sin is death and separation from God. Jesus came and he paid the penalty for every one of your sin and my sin so we don't have to be separated from God. And tonight, it's one prayer out of your heart that you mean that will get your sins forgiven and get you connected to God. I want us to close our eyes. 
If you're here tonight and you've never turned to Christ, you've never asked God to forgive you, you were created for relationship with Him. You were born to be in a, a fellowship, a friendship with God Himself. And I would love to pray for you in just a few moments. If you're saying, John, I'm, I'm not alive to God. There's, there's no life in my relationship with God. It's just, I'm dead to God, it seems. And tonight, you can become spiritually alive. It's a miracle. And it's just one prayer turning to Christ. Maybe at some point, you made a decision to follow God. But tonight... It's your time to, you, you walked away from him, but it's your time to come back to God. In a moment, I want you to raise your hand. You're far from God. You drifted. You, you've had good intentions, but Jesus is not number one anymore. In a moment, I want you to raise your hand. You're going to say, I'm going to pray this prayer saying, I'm reconnecting to God. Maybe you're not sure tonight if when you die, you're going to go to heaven. There's, a, there's an anxiety in your heart about that. Can I tell you, if you'd pray and get right with God tonight, a peace will come into your heart, an assurance about your future. We're going to pray this prayer in a moment. I'm going to ask you if it's you, you're saying, yes, I want God to come into my life. I need that relationship with Him. It will be a game changer for you. You may have done it once, you may have never done it. You may have done it a few times, but tonight you can feel God drawing you to Himself. Can I ask you right now, if that's you, just to raise your hand real brave and say, that's me. I need to get right with God. Thanks, mate. Right down the back. That's awesome. Who else right now you're saying, that's me too. I need to get right with God. Would you raise your hand up high. Say, John, would you include me in this prayer? I want to get right with God. Who else right now? I know there's some more people in the room. God's drawing on your heart to get right with Him, to get forgiven, to come alive to Him. Would you join with this person who's already raised his hand and say, that's me as well. Just put it up in the air. Just wave it in the air if that's you. God will be knocking on your heart. There'll be a sense of a drawing of His supernatural power because He loves you. He wants the best for you. So respond to Him right now, right across this place if that's you say John raise your hand that's me I need God I need to get right with God something's missing in my life I'm away from him looking across this place five more seconds if that's you come on put your hand up say that's me too I need God I need God I need God awesome awesome okay you can put your hand down so this is what we're going to do can we all pray this prayer together right now say these words after me I want you to pray them from your heart dear God in heaven I thank you that you love me, that you sent your son Jesus to die in my place for my sin. I'm sorry I've lived my way, and I'm turning to you to live your way. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and the power of God. I thank you tonight that I am forgiven, born again, going to heaven in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's give the Lord a great clap right, right now.